DGC, it is Scotty Real, and I'm psyched today. Just I don't even know. You can't even call this work when you're hanging out with your friends, man. But uh, I got a couple guys. I got Rasta Jeff on the line. What's up, brother? How are you, Scotty? Good to be here. Oh, it's good to see you, man. Grow from your heart podcast, another podcaster, and yeah, you got the radio voice, man. Thank you, brother. <laughs> Thank you for coming up and hanging out with us, or uh, virtually hanging out, I'll say. And because I want your uh, information, I want your advice and uh, uh, conversation when we talk to dun, dun, dun. James Bean is on the line. Seeds here now. What's up, brother? Hello, hello. How's everybody? Uh, we're doing good, man. We're, we're, I'm keeping sane, man. I should actually, that's a real good question to ask everybody, man. I'm staying sane over here. I got the mountains to look at. How about you guys? Jeff? I'm always saying, man, I've got a garden full of ladies to keep me occupied. <clears throat> I do a bunch of podcasting. I've got social media to keep me occupied. So I'll stay sane. But thanks for checking on me, man. I hope you're well as well. Yeah. And, and James, how about you, sir? Yeah, I don't have any ladies tied up in my garage. Um, <laughs> I used to do that, but uh, I stopped <laughs> years ago. So Good for you. Uh, Good for you. It's healthy. Among the, red, the redwoods, the really big trees. Okay. Yeah, those would help them turn around. Being out in nature will definitely keep you sane. If you can't hang out with people, at least you can hang out with other living things. Exactly. Man, okay, so let's get into it, actually. And by the way, I would ask my friends, you know, all, all sorts of growers, a lot of my friends are growers, man, how you dealing with this? How you dealing with the quarantine? And they almost always say the same thing. <sighs> Bro, I've quarantined myself in the basement for the last 10 years. I haven't been doing too much socialization. Got to get my head down. And uh, God, I must have asked half a, do half a dozen people must have said that to me. It's kind of classic, you know? I think it's totally, totally current with the times. I mean, all all the growers, I mean, when the traditional market was thriving, we're used to it. I know at my house, you know, I would have nobody over for two weeks at a time. I mean, when yeah. trim time came, nobody yeah. went to the store because we all stunk, you know. And I, the last thing you want to do is have because when it's fresh and you're trimming it, the house reeks. <laughs> I've told this story before, but I had a house. My brother Tripp had a house somewhere in Florida and it was Halloween. It was harvest time and we were just... Uh, I don't know, in South Florida, nobody trick-or-treats. Hundreds of people, hundreds of children with their, with their parents came to trick-or-treat. We're mortified. You know, you're out of candy. All of a sudden, the kids get mad at it. Yeah, yeah. I sent my wife out for like candy five times. <laughs> they just kept coming. But that's the worst. <laughs> hundreds of visitors to your grow. Yeah, no doubt. Especially all those parents smelling and sniffing and all those little girls growing up with weed is evil, weed is evil. Oh, Jesus, man. That is so true. I mean, I, I guess we can even talk about that right in the beginning. It's one of the things I wanted to talk to you guys about is the whole separation of good versus evil with cannabis as to where... I mean, cannabis has such obvious medical uh, medical benefits. I don't think there's anyone that looks into it is going to understand that and see that. And instead, we're sitting here fighting for legality. We're fighting for banking rights or we're fighting to, you know, just basically to be treated like an industry, uh, you know, to get a storefront is a big is a big uh you know, challenge. And it's like, man, when are the handcuffs going to come off the cannabis industry? I think you said it. A uh, big part of it was banking, Scotty. It's all about money. And they want to control the cannabis because that helps them control the money. Not only can they control the money, but also they can treat people like criminals and charge them for crime and make even more money. So yeah. I think it's all it's all about it's all about follow the money. 
it's a lot of it has to do with money, unfortunately. Yeah, I, 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 yes. Scotty, when meaning you spoke earlier, you, you, you asked me this question. I told you banking. Like right off the bat, and no, especially for me, I've been handcuffed by banking. I can't. Well, I've had I've had foreign banks rob me for quite a bit of cash. I've had China banks rob me for quite a, quite a bit of cash on top of what I was paying the percentages to, which could be anywhere from fifteen to twenty percent per sale. Cow. And so, so when they say you know they they don't want us supporting the Mexican cartels or anything like that, well, Mexico is the only people that are going to bank with me, and so I'm going to pay them fifteen to twenty percent per sale. To get that credit, that that visa sign on on my website, and then come to find out, you know, Mexico walks away with my money, and there's nothing I can do against it. But that's the kind of, you know, from a business perspective, that's the kind of stuff we're dealing with on a daily basis. And because we don't have banking, who buys on the internet with with their credit card? Everybody. Yeah. Who sends check or money orders. Nobody. Yep. yep. It's so tough. It's, Hopefully the DGC does because we support you. We know the hoops you got to jump through to bring us great genetics, and I always ask people to do that. It's not very hard to go get a money order. No, and and on top of that, by the way, uh, big shout out to the DG crew. Uh, you guys have been writing, uh, DGC crew. You guys have been writing thank you notes and stuff on 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 the on my packages and support letters to inside of uh, inside of the payments. So I appreciate all you guys' support and writing writing in and whatnot. So we'll have a cool giveaway at the end of the show to tell you about. Hell yeah, nice man. Cool. I appreciate that. And by the way, just if we're getting into you know business, I run a business. I have insurance. Uh, if some of my guys get hurt, they're insured. Uh, I don't know that that's available for the cannabis industry. And Jeff, jump in here because you're a pro. You're you you know really uh, uh, spend most of your time. You're a professional breeder. That's very valuable. I mean, that's man. I tell you what. I know I'm jumping all over the place. I'm a little bit high. I'll follow you. Why is it valuable? Why is it is breeding seeds? I know it's not easy, but could you paint me a tiny picture of oh, what man. it takes and why yeah. you deserve to get paid for your seeds? <laughs> uh, first of all, uh, I found plants worth breeding with. Uh, there's a lot of time just in finding breeding stock. I had to grow plants. I had to find something I felt was worthy, worthy or worth the shit of breeding too. Uh, then I had to create a male. Uh, if you want to be uh, a reputable breeder, you don't just grab a male uh, and use it. You breed that male to your own stuff. I just used it then, of course. But then you use a male out of that for your breeding stock. Create something. Create your own stock. Mix some colors. Don't just grab blue and start with blue. Uh, make some some cool hues of blue. Make your own blue and work with that. So you've got to find some breeding stock. Then you've got to breed. Uh, once you've made seeds, you've got a bunch of seeds. You don't know what's coming out of that batch. Are they gold or did you just make turds? So then you've got to grow them. Uh, I grow them. I have other people grow them. So now we're selecting plants, growing plants, breeding plants, growing the seeds, finding if the seeds are worth a shit. Now I finally got a product I can put to market. That's a year worth of work wow. before I can even put them out. Uh, so then I've got to pay for the lights, the electricity. I'd like to get paid for my time. There's packaging involved as a breeder. Uh, it does take me 14, 15 weeks to make a strain of seeds. The part that gives me the biggest headache is packaging. I sit here for <laughs> hours watching the Dude Grow show, watching Joe Rogan, just putting seeds, counting to six for six packs of Fens and counting to five for five packs of Regs or 10 for 10 packs. Just six seeds, six seeds, six seeds all wow. day long. That is, yeah, so that's most of it is the selection, the breeding time. And then also sometimes we breed stuff that isn't up to par. Once we test it, we realize, you know, that's not going to live up to my expectation. I don't want to, I don't want to accept money for that. I've got a reputation for reliable seeds. 
Uh, that's not a 10. That's like a six. So guess what? We flush all those seeds down the toilet so they don't ever make it out to anybody's hands. They don't embarrass me. That's like the song you don't ever want anybody to hear. No. So yeah, there's, there's a year worth of work into just one cross and then the research to make sure it's reliable. And then all of the electricity, the packaging, the nutrients, the soil, uh, my time, uh, then also, you're not just paying. Anybody can make seeds. You could make seeds if you wanted. Sure. But do you know what you're doing? Like, do you have any idea? And I'm not insulting you. I'm just curious. You know me. You have the no. Slightest, yeah. <laughs> no. You have no idea how, what to select to make seeds. I've got that eye. I've got that heart. You're not just paying for the soil, the lights, and my time. You're paying for my dedication, my skill. I feel like I've been doing this for a really long, long time. And I'm, sure. I've got a reliable eye. And like when the plumber comes you could have turned that wrench but you didn't know what was going to happen when you turned that wrench you could have flooded the house or you could have fixed the toilet uh, i'm going to fix the toilet every time you're not going to get any water on the floor when you call me right so on. you're paying for my skill my time is a lot of it but the the r d and the the research and everything is a big part of it and yeah and, and thank you excellent description by the way and also you better make a, a good return off of your investment you're going to pay me a hundred bucks for a pack of seeds you're going to grow a pound of weed out of that and a pound of weed is worth way more than the hundred dollar investment so it's like buying a set of tools and now you've got a good tool to start with and that's if you don't uh clone that plant at all and you just right grew that one seed got that one crop from it and then called it done if you're cloning from it there i mean Certain cuts people will pay ten thousand dollars for. So I've got cuts that people offer silly money for. Well, let's get it. Yes, a perpetual, never-ending money tree. Yep. It grows forever. And unless you give it out, you're going to be the one that has it. Um, just some, to, to add a couple, a couple of Jeff's things, I think the turds is hilarious. <laughs> you can make seeds, you can make turds. I love that. It's still that one. Um, but it does. I mean, it, it'll, it'll take you five years to build up your reputation, five minutes to lose it. You know, it's good oh, that, yeah. he, that he flushed. I, I, I see a lot of gear come in on on spec sheets of what, what's going to make it. You know, I'll use Exotic, for example. You know, I'll see a list of, of 14 strains or 11 strains he's, he plans on releasing. When I get the release, it'll be six strains. And I'll call him. I'll say, hey, did I get only half the paperwork or what's missing here? He says, no, just those, those six didn't make it. You know, Exotic just had a release last week. He uh, Three of those were uh, OMFG, Pop Scotty, and Jigglers, of which when I got the drop, I got three jars of. So I know that he's grown them all out. He's tested them. They want he wants, and five of those six that weren't what he wanted weren't good enough for him, and so he 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 tossed them aside and didn't, didn't grow them. So there is a lot of a lot of gear that you know breeders are good and they're definitely dialing dialing in, but not everything's a winner. Not everything's a home run. Some of the sure. stuff is, is just don't want to put it out because it'll ruin your rep. And so you have to toss that, and that's you know a whole years worth of work. Just and then and then you've got that foundation to build off of. But last work, last year's worth of work, you didn't get. And I think it's a joke that these breeders want paid for their time. That's hilarious. <laughs> yeah. You really, I, yeah, don't pay me for my time. Yeah. I'll work for free. That's okay. Imagine yeah. that, sir. Uh, I mean, you will too, right? As far as spending money on genetics, he's, you know, I, I, some of these bigger companies, they, they, they buy, you know, tens of thousands of dollars in lights and, and soil and nutrients and, and cocoa. You know what I mean? Sure. But yet they want to complain about spending 200 bucks on a pack of genetics that is a proprietary money tree that'll grow forever. It is true. Yeah. And I mean, there are some serious money, there's serious money paid for clones. And I will say when at the dispensary, when it goes out the door, names matter, that branding matters. So uh, yeah, I really do think uh, uh, Guru was saying his twin brother back in the day, they would just have to name something. It came in, they would name it and people would love it. You know, you give it a cool enough name and everybody jumps, especially in the free market. Well, no, it would be get something and then everyone would sit down and be like, all right, 
what are we going to decide that this is to get rid of this the fastest? <laughs> right. <laughs> I mean, and that's just kind of back in the day. That's kind of how things were. There wasn't a ton of uh, like reputable stuff going on. Everything was black market. It's so Where now, now with with like uh, the legality side of everything, uh, people are starting to look for like name brands of stuff, or, or yeah. they they want something they've heard of or that they know is dank because uh, clones are so readily passed around now that multiple people can't have the same thing. Yeah, I agree. And by the way, I'm going to just give a shameless plug. You send me seeds all the time, Jeff. We give them away all the time. Thank you for that. But I grew your orange gasm. You know me, man. I'm kind of busy these days. I have an indoor grow. Sometimes, you know, sometimes they finish. Those were the strongest goddamn plants, man. I mean, awesome. I I abused the hell out of those things, man. And by the way, you can buy them from seeds here now. So just give double plugs. But my God, though, you have some strong genetics. And honestly, now when I think of you, I think you're going to have super strong genetics. Genetics, something you know. I've, Excellent. I, yeah, but I'm just. But it does. Thank rep, you, Scotty. Reputation is, and I want to say something that, Be, that James Bean said. It takes five years to build a reputation and five minutes to lose it. That's that cancel culture we've been talking about lately, where God forbid somebody says one thing that you don't agree with, you're like, "Hey, the five years is thrown out, man. That's it." It's a uh, man. That's a frustrating thing to deal with when you're trying to build a reputation. You know. This industry is cutthroat. This industry doesn't show you. They'll show you all the love in the world, but the minute they have a reason to turn on you, they absolutely will. Yeah, Something that groups have to deal with, and I've I've picked up just just through my customer service logs. But you know, a, a lot of the growers are new. A lot of a lot of them aren't experienced, like some of us are, who've been doing it in the traditional market, the tradi- traditional way. And so you may have the best gear out there, but because they had a light leak, or because they threw on too much nutrients or because they overfed them or whatnot, they hermed out or they had issues with them and they sure. didn't go well. Sure. You know, I, I, I had to go. So, so, so my latest James Bean's greatest customer service files, uh, goes to, you know, zero zero three, um, customer wrote in uh, bad germination rates, uh, said that none of them germinated the second time. So we had him send us back a picture of the, uh, 12 uh, of the gear. All 12, all 11 had tails. All, all of them. So you just let them dry out or something. Well, they didn't germinate. I said, uh, I'm like, okay, well, <laughs> I don't know where we go from here because it's sure. You, know, you send me a picture of water, they're all germinated. You actually, it was a 10 pack, you actually got a 10% of what you bought. Um, what happened? What tossed them out? I was like, did you just expect it to grow them and like a nugget pop out? Like, what What was your expectation here? Like, <laughs> Jack and the beanstalk. So, and so, I mean, so that's... a lot of people are new, so it may not be the breeder's fault because right. the herms out. And they have a big mouth and they get on social media and go, blah, blah, blah. This thing harmed and ruined a whole grow. Blah, blah, blah. Well, that's great. But you had a light leak in there. It's not the grower's fault. It's not the breeder's fault. Right. So, right. You know, it's hard. And that's really just an education thing with new growers is they don't know what they're doing at all. And I mean, I'm, I'm glad that there are lots of sources around for people to figure out how to grow better cannabis or higher quality <laughs> or just even just get to their first harvest. Like one of my favorite things is. When people write into the show and they're like, hey, just found, your fo- found your show, started growing weed, got my first successful harvest, and it looks dank. Like, that's, that makes me so happy hearing people were able to grow, to grow their own medicine and they're happy with the medicine they grew. That shit's awesome. Come on, let's tell some stories, man. Jeff, what your, would your first grow look like? What was your first attempt? Like, when you were like, holy shit, man, I'm trying it. Oh, man. My first attempt might have been uh, I built a – I got a computer, and I took the computer box – and lined it with foil and put a seed and a computer light inside of there and almost burned down the fucking house. That was like my first <laughs> attempt at growing by myself. I might have been 14. I had to be about 15 because of the house I lived in, 15 or 16. 
Uh, that was my first real attempt on my own as a dipshit. Right. So yeah. There, there, it wasn't always pro grade. It wasn't always <laughs> warehouses and thousands of lights. You know, it was, there was oh, no. some scary moments in my career. And then I had a three by three tent in a, in a closet uh, with one light. Uh, I was working with a dispensary group and I told the grower there that uh, he should do some things to improve and he felt insulted. So he threw me plants in a light and he said, if you think you can do it better than me, go fucking do it. So I did nice. and just with some dedication and some love. My first crop came out better than his and he was kind of insulted. But uh, so after that, I never looked back dude. That was like, if I could do that the first try, I have to keep going. My 16 year old brother grew a male to term. 200 yards away from a drug task force agent's house. <laughs> Not bad. Not That's bad, a good one. Man. Sounds like a meme. <laughs> so you got all the genes, huh? I did. <laughs> hey, I was going to ask you guys. I'm just kind of, I'm just thinking about, we're talking about all these new people entering the market. And we're also talking, James, you were, t you were talking about how much work it takes to actually uh, to do good work, I'll say. Are there a lot of new guys entering the market all the time? Is the market getting watered down? And uh, do we have to worry about that, I guess? As far as, uh, the market, as, far as goes? As far Seeds? as genetics, when I go to pick genetics, I've always, thank God I know you guys because I've always had, I just look at them and it's Greek to me, you know? And then I start looking at the lineage and I'm like, I don't know. Um, and is it getting, you know, I would imagine there's more and more folks entering the game now that it's legal, now that more people are exposed to it. Uh, is well, that clearly a multimillionaire? I mean, are, are we, are not right? I mean, there's, there's tons of money in breeding. Come on. Uh, no, I mean, I just learned that because, you know, you're telling me about, you know, we'll go with a hundred dollars a pack. You know, James has got to, you know, the guy that's uh, distributing these and selling them and doing all the work has to get some. And then the credit card processor gets 20%. Jesus, man. There's a, uh, yeah, I'm glad everybody's getting a hunk, but man, we do have to fix that. Yeah, that's ridiculous. Yep. I think I cut in all the, all the money, man, along the way. Yep. I guess. It all gets divided up before we get too much of it. We get it. We get a fair share. We live okay, but yeah, we're not rolling in money like people would imagine. One thing I want to uh, say for James, he won't say this himself, but uh, James's website won't ever get oversaturated because something he does is he carefully uh, vets breeders. He knew about me when I approached him. He knew my name. He knew what I sold. He knew my strains. He had been watching me. Uh, he'd been doing recon on me for a minute before he even let me approach him to be on his website. So. He does some investigation. He's got some hoops to jump through before you can get on his website. You've got to be a good breeder. You've got to be reliable. Uh, you can't be bullshit to get on his website. So you won't find oversaturation on his website. Uh, that's just to support James. He won't say that himself, but I know it's true. I did. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, it's it's definitely it's easier on my customer service side to not replace things if I know that I got things from the right people. And so ah, I'll do the best I can with the knowledge true. I had at the time. And it saves me a headache and the and the hassle at the end of the deal. So, um, but yeah, Jeff said uh, Jeff said it earlier. Right, we only you know use males from from the guys actually true males. We don't you can't steal somebody else's male and use it on our site. Um, but as far as oversaturation goes, I see I get a lot of emails from a lot of breeders. And just because you made seeds on an accident doesn't mean you should sell them. Okay, doesn't just because you sure. can make seeds doesn't mean anybody wants to buy them. You've got to have a reason. You just said something pretty, pretty interesting, though, man. How do you keep what is intellectual property? What is considered copying somebody or stealing from somebody? Uh, you know, I mean, because we're all I guess we there's a lot of stock out there to start with. Like you can't just take Jeff's orange guys and mail and uh -huh. read it with some because in my view, if Jeff want to do that. He would do that with a selection that he made 
and a much better male. Just because you have a male doesn't mean it's the same male that Jeff has. And there are different phenotypes of males as well. And so Jeff will probably hunted through 100, 500,000, 100,000, some, some odd amount of seeds to find that one. And then that's the one he's going to breed with. And so anything else that breeds with it is not going to be true. It's not going to be past the true line, like uh, through the past, the true genetics, so to say, along, along, along lines. And so you can't use somebody else's male. If you want to use... Um, you know, Jeff's orangegasm male and cross it with uh, Exotic's future and have a future orangegasm. Right. Um, then that's yours and you select the male and you can now breed with that and I'll support that. Okay, got but, it, got it. But happens, that's where I cut it out. All 55 of my current breeders all use a different male. Like you can't just use somebody else's deal. So, but I do see a lot of people getting into the game or trying to, um, which is dropping the seed price. And, and unfortunately the sheep are buying it because of the lower prices. I know Jeff has done a really good thing. Uh, he's working with us and a couple other breeders to get, you know, a $30 five pack to kind of deal with that. And so you can get in the game now, 30 bucks. You've got a five pack of his gear, which is fire. You know, it's a great deal, um, but wow. it keeps people from buying clones and gets them into seed. If you want to have strong, healthy, massive plants, you got to grow them from seed. They're going to have a taproot. That's all there is to it. A clone gives you a shallow fibrous root system. You want a seed, you want that taproot. A uh, little grow talk here. To uh, Jeff, you gr you grow with both of them. You agree? Totally different style. I mean, I, I will find oh, that yeah. the seed is way more vigorous, man. Seedling way more vigorous. I see hyper vigor in seedlings. The clones, they go, but the seeds are much more vigorous. When If I plant a seed, I cut a clone about two weeks later just so they can catch up. They'll be at the same. Uh, I plant the seed two weeks later than I cut a clone because I know that clone's gonna take time to root, it's gonna have to grow, that seed will catch up to it, uh, especially something like orange gasm or a rise or something. Yeah, the seeds have some vigor. Oh, yeah. So hey, I give the clones a head start. Hey, Guru, will you help me understand what hybrid vigor is? Something tells me you learned that in a chapter in a book or something. Uh, yeah, so hybrid vigor is gonna be when you make an initial cross of two unrelated plants. Okay. Um, the, just that hybridization, that's what they call hybrid vigor. And that will be more, those, those will be more vigorous plants. Um, and then as you go to like F, F1s, F2s, F3s, you start to lose more and more of that hybrid vigor. And that's why back crossing is a big thing. Cause when you back cross, you can bring back in the hybrid vigor from before. Um, and while stabilizing your genetics at the same time. So it's kind of multi-purpose. But yeah, it's just a, a cross. And then the plants from that initial cross are going to be more vigorous than any of the other plants when you start to uh, uh, weed through genetics and try and wean stuff out. Okay, thank you, thank you. Hey, you said hybrid, you were talking about hybrid vigor and- Or he said hyper vigor, where it's just yeah, those but, plants are just oh, super vigorous. I, I know what that means. Similar, similar though. Right. I meant the same thing. You could have changed either word in there and the sentence would have worked. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Guru's been correcting me on words today. Don't get me started, man. Hey, we're supposed to be dabbing the same stuff as me. A banner is in the house. A Guru banner and I were all bullshitting before. I always get excited to talk to you guys. And we we're talking about GMO. Man, you ever think you'll see GMO cannabis, that kind of stuff? And by the way, you will because there, people are already playing around with it. There's CRISPR cannabis out there and whatnot. But it just kind of, we started asking, where's the line on GMO, what, you know, I mean, I started messing around with you saying, well, if you take a plant from Afghanistan and you take another one from, you know, Mexico or the equator and you put them together, you're genetically modifying them. You're modifying the genes by putting them in a room together. Or no, no cap, traditional breeding of plants or anything right. is genetic modification. Um, it, there's just uh, newer shortcuts around that to be able to do it a lot quicker. 
I don't um, know. I think than, than traditional breeding, but no, in in my opinion, and just uh, through what I've learned in school and everything, uh, traditional breeding is genetic modification, and then like CRISPR um, and some of the newer techniques. Those are amazing pieces of technology that uh, they could be utilized for good or could be utilized for bad, but uh, they have potential to uh, scare the shit out of me or feed the world too. (laughs) scare the shit out of you. But at the same time, like the world's population is growing uh, super fast and we need to feed all those people. Um, And one of the only ways we're going to be able to do that is with GM stuff. Now, GM cannabis is another another story, though. So, I mean, what do you guys think about? First off, James Bean seeds here now. If somebody came to you, or if you heard through the grapevine even about genetically modified cannabis, would you be interested in it? Would you have to turn your back on it? You know, I don't know. What do you think? I think I think we have to start with the definition of GMO cannabis. Uh, um, CRISPR, right. I would say something where they're actually using CRISPR or some kind of gene editor to, you know, maybe they pop out the powdery mildew gene, you know, maybe they make something, yeah. you know, that's uh, resistant to bud mold or flowers super early or cold hardy. Isn't that what they did with the fish gene? They put it in tomatoes to make them really cold hardy or something. In the beets, it was a salmon gene, and they put it, they spliced it in the, in the in the beets, and so the beets would be hardier through the winter. It scares the go. shit out of me, by the way, man. <laughs> Yeah. I think that's the GMO. I think anything, you know, you had mentioned um, taking a plant from Afghanistan and a plant from Thailand and crossing them. Sure. Um, that, putting that as, as GMO, which I don't think that is GMO. I think that's just breeding, um, you know, through, through because birds, that's, that's how genes, I mean, genes got uh, cross-traded, if you will, to start with, right? Birds shitting out seeds. You know what I mean? That's what happens. Yeah. Uh, plants travel that way. And so... Um, I think that is not GMO. But I think the anytime you're using like CRISPR-9 or um, knockout tools or anything, editors, uh, I think that is GMO. But I think, especially when we talk about hemp, like I think we're all looking at the smaller version if we talk about cannabis and, and don't include hemp in there. Yeah, um, definitely. Money, the money maker. Everybody's talking about THC. Really, it's in the it's in the attraction of THC, and, and, and hemp is a fibrous product. I mean, there should be batteries made out of them, there'll be gel cells made out of them, shoes made out of them. Nike's committed to, to making their stock out of hemp. I'm wearing, currently wearing a hemp T-shirt, but uh, it's just so much better than, 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 than cotton, and, and among other things, it can create a lot of jobs. But um, uh, as far as gene editing, I, I I wouldn't be interested in it. Um, there will be, uh, because if we look at any agricultural product, like we mentioned the beets, they were, they they improved the line of the plant, so to say. Right. But they fucked up the line by putting something else in. Like that's not, Mother Nature couldn't do that. She could have a bird fly across the sea and shit out the seeds, and that would be nature. But she couldn't use a knockout tool and edit, you know, uh, the salmon gene in the beets. And so that is genetic modifying for me. And so I'm not down with that, I think. Then we, you know, we're not going to have some freakzoid, you know, marijuana plant. We do, you know, hallelujah. But um, I just think that that's, that draws, that's too far. Um, I, I would like, I like natural, I like botanical natural and I like it organic. So. Yeah, Jeff, by the way, what'd you call it? You had, you had a separation of genetically modified. And I agree with you guys, genetically modified, those are just words. And you can't say the, putting two plants in the same space is the same thing as, uh, you know, knocking out a, a section of a whatever DNA. But as uh, talking about kind of what's going on when you actually cross two things together, right? it's doing the exact same thing, just more accurate. 
um, in how you're doing it. Now you can get into a little bit of debate on like the interspecies stuff where like they were taking the gene from salmon and putting into beets. But if you were taking out the gene for powdery mildew resistance from one plant and putting it into another, um, you could do that through traditional breeding practices. It would just take forever. Or you would need a piece of software that you're genetically mapping everything anyways and the crosses you're doing. And then the software tells you which plants to cross with the other ones. Um, I mean, that's a traditional breeding aspect, but with a lot of genomics involved in it. And in my opinion, all of that stuff um, used properly is good. The bad thing about GMOs is when people start to uh, – they influence everyone to just plant a monoculture and all the same seed of everything with the exact same vulnerabilities to pests and pathogens as the other ones. And it makes farmers have to buy seeds every year. Um, so it's bad environmentally, but as far as like the actual thing that it's making, that's not bad um, or unhealthy for you. Look, I got, I got two, th- you know, golden rice. All right. That's where vitamin D, they put vitamin D in rice and it's, it's got so many people. Uh, that That's understanding too, that vitamin D is something that almost, or most people in deficient. like Southeast Asia are deficient in right. like that. Uh, and like to put it into plant terms, that's like their yield limiting factor for uh, growth and their health and vitality and everything. Okay. Where so- if you could put that into rice to where their main food, staple food sure. crop gives them something they're deficient in. Like that to me is a very good thing. Well, why do they get that? And we got Roundup in our wheat, soy, and uh, and corn. I mean, yeah, it seems like we got that shit into the stick. Uh, we did. For, for, it's not about killing people in China, but at the same time, if Mother Nature wanted vitamin D and rice, she'd put it in rice. Maybe she didn't want 20,000 China people. Uh, interesting thoughts. Interesting uh, thoughts. You got 10 billion people going to show up, huh? They did, we didn't plan that. Mother Nature didn't have that in mind at all. Sky rises and turbocharged cars Uh, the line that i was drawing was uh genetic modification and genetic manipulation were the two things i think i was trying to find the line between uh i really don't and i'll agree that what i do may be a form of modification because i am modifying i'm taking two things and making them better but i like the way that james bean put it i'm basically doing the work that a bird would do i'd fly around and drop a seed here and then that seed would grow and i'm basically doing a bird's work I'm eating the seeds and pooping them out in their places. You but need I'm to tell selective. people that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm just a, I'm a seed pooper. Uh, but I'm selectively breeding, which is close to manipulation or modification. But I'm not going in and uh, messing with the gene sequence. I feel like there's no, I don't know, I'm doing it uh, more naturally, I guess. Than, and I, it makes it feel dirty when we say GMO to what I'm doing. It feels, it feels dirty. It I'm does. Breeding. Okay, I'm but you guys are porn producer. <laughs> and, to, and to me, it makes me go back and look at look at things like the apples. Like I believe in the 1900s, there was 100 different apple varieties. Right now, we look at seven or eight. Yeah. And so I'm sure probably some of the best, but there's I'm sure there's some of those 93 that I'd want to try. Yeah, but it's funny and you say so, but, but, you say apples though, and Guru, we have an apple tree out front, and Guru always tells me about it that they cross. You know, the apples will cross easily, and there's a lot of bad apples out there. Imagine that. That's where those. And uh, when you get an apple tree, right? It most definitely was not grown from cut. Um, all cultivated apples are uh, like uh, from a scion. They'll actually uh, uh, graft it onto a rootstock. Sure. Um, and that's because those those apples uh, aren't true breeding. Like if you plant the seeds of like a Granny Smith apple you got from the grocery store, it's going to grow a crab apple. It's not going to look like a Granny Smith apple. Um, a brain- so so those uh, there are lots of old varieties of apples that have just been kept around for hundreds of years. That's why even with apples, you pay for good genetics. 
That was that's my point is that you can have a lot of seeds out there. You can have a beautiful apple tree that will drop a you know an apple and you plant those seeds and, and they're crab apples. So I think it's really important just to know when you're buying can or I'm sorry, when you have cannabis as well. It's not, you know, just because you have a big plant and you cross it with another plant, big plant doesn't mean you've got a winner. Yep, I think that's that's true with uh, you know a lot of the breeders, and that's why they you know people uh, breeders breed to improve the, the line. Like when people come to me and they get a cross, it's what'd you do it for? Like what was your what were you looking to get out of this cross? Because one was named Gorilla and the other one was named Cookies. Right. So you know that was that was your main your main point of crossing those two, uh, and which could never happen by the way because they're both fems. But uh, but yeah, I mean it's you know there's so many. Problems with that cross, you know, Gorilla Glue cross with their, their cookies. First of all, it, it never happened. There's two. There's both fem stock clone on this. Um, so, and secondly, if you tell me you made regular seeds with it, that you're definitely off. You know, like you, you can't make sure. regular seeds with two clone only fems. I mean, you can, but it's very, 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 very rare. Hey, well, let's so. have some fun. You guys teach me a little bit. Both of y'all know so much about seeds. I know there's back crossing. I know there's reversing plants. Can you help me understand? So you were saying you can't make uh, something out of two females. You can't make a cross out of two females, right? Right. So is that... Um, you can fem stock. You can make more feminized seeds, but you can't make regular seeds. Or you you can, but the but the chance of them, of a, of a true breeding male coming out, I believe, is one in a thousand, which, you know, it's, it's like in, in, um, in Jurassic Park. Life finds a way. So, although that that dress, all the dinosaurs on that island were feminized, and so they'd only be females, and only females would make it. A male did come out, and that's how Jurassic Park happened. Huh? Interesting. So, so there's no, uh, there's not a male of Gorilla Glue. Gorilla Glue, especially Gorilla Glue Four. We put they wrote Gorilla Glue Number Four. That is a specific phenotype of Gorilla Glue. That makes me think there are probably five or ten seeds, and that Number Four was the champion. Sure. We got Gorilla Glue Four. It was a girl. We're all smoking it. We're all passing it around because it's a female. You can't have Gorilla Glue 4 regular seed because there was never a male released. So if you've got Gorilla Glue 4 in seed, it was adulterated by something. It's got another male put to it to make the seed, or it could be feminized because you can reverse that clone only. But that's like James is saying. If you say that you've got a Gorilla Glue 4 male, you've got to be full of shit or you're magic. Because or nobody, Josie Wales never put that out. He was the one that had it. It doesn't exist. I guess you could, and I'm just playing devil advocate here. Uh... I guess you could take if you knew a strain further back in the lineage, you could take it and start crossing and take like ten or fifteen years and maybe get an IBL. I'm not doing that, all right. <laughs> like, yeah, potentially, but it's it's a huge amount of work and time because uh, yeah. IBLs are like unicorns; like they are pretty pretty hard to find a super true breeding seed stock of stuff. Well, can I, so that's yes. why. Go ahead, Scotty. I want to oh, hear your question. Just a dumb question is: you, I know that you can reverse plants to feminize them, right? Can you you can take a female plant and get male flowers on it? Is that right? Right. Okay, so you couldn't do that. Then pollinate it. Wouldn't those be? And then the, wouldn't those seeds? You, oh, that would be just feminized. You wouldn't get a male right. out of it. Ah, yeah. Damn it. I thought I beat the yeah. system. Exactly. Yeah. A lot of people think they can. The only way to get around that is to back cross it. So you take your Gorilla Glue and pollinate it with a different male. And so now you've made another Got cross. It. Got it. You find a male out of that cross and pollinate the Gorilla Glue again. And then you just keep doing that until you find all of your progeny look very, very close to that Gorilla Glue. So that's why they make a back cross. And so it. what Jeff just, just, just stated was actually how Mr. Soul made Cindy 99. He first took a cross of the, of the bag seed he found Crossed that with with uh, what he called uh, uh, with Afghani and called that P50, 
which was 50% of one and 50% of the other. Right. Made it back, gave him P75, up through the line, 75% of that chance, because it was three times we got that, the, uh, the uh, the original bag seed. And are these F1s uh, or F2s here? Is that what you're doing? Yeah. Uh, so you're taking the F1 and making seeds, but then you take that F2 seed and put it back on the F1. Got it. And so then that, that makes a back cross. And then you make the, when you do that again, it's a back cross too. So you lose the F because it's not a filial. F would be going forward. We're going back cross now. So we lose the F in this. But James is on the right track. Nice. This is, I'm, I'm going to listen to this one back, man. I think I'm learning something here, boys. I see it on your face. <laughs> Dude, love it, but, man. You know, like all the work that he just described, that's what it takes to make Cindy 99. Like it wasn't just you pop something, you grew it. Hey, I'm going to make a thousand bucks and sell these seeds. I'm going to make a million bucks. No, like there's a lot of work involved. Like we're talking seven steps there, eight steps, which is eight, seven years, eight cycles. So yeah. A lot of time and a lot of space. I mean, especially when we talk about older breeding, um, those guys had tents. You know, they had they had garages. They weren't working in in greenhouses where they had phenotype selection. They could see, you know, cultivars grown out to their full full term and be like, oh wow, this this plant didn't look so great, small but huge. Now, you know, but she really puts on the heat later on, um, which because especially now that you can use selections of a thousand plants to look through. Um, you know, back day back in the day, breeders were using a tent. You had twelve maybe six that you could use and, you know, had space for or were in the, under the legal rights of. So, you know, even more credit to the guys back in the day who did this stuff because it was a lot harder then than it is now. Man, you mentioned Cindy 99, and I'm just thinking about how that was, how we were so excited to get that back in the day. You know, that was the shit. And just the trends of things. I was asking Rasta Jeff, I was saying, hey, man, what's the next trend in cannabis? You know, James Beans, he's here now. What's the next trend, man? What are you excited about? And what'd you tell me, Jeff? Uh, I, I wish I knew the next trend because I would, I think the thing for me to do is to make the next trend. I hope I make it. I try to be the trendsetter because it's hard to predict what the market is going to go for flavor wise. I know what I'm into. Uh, and I, Honestly, if I followed the trend, I would just be one of the other trendy breeders, and I don't want to be that guy. I want to be me doing my thing. So I hope I make the trend. I hope I make it. The new trend is orangegasm. That is the new trend, you guys. You want to be hot. You want to be fucking doing what the hip kids do. You're growing orangegasm. Hang on, man. Give me a little orangegasm. I'm gonna. I got to do shameless plugs because these are my friends. These guys support the hell out of the show. They they fill the uh, crane machine, which we got working, man. But uh, yeah, I mean, is is orangegasm? That would be the. I tell you what. Give me the description. I love your descriptions, man. Come on, paint me a picture of Uh, orangegasm. I don't remember what I wrote on the website. What's it smell like, man? Uh, it it smells like it smells like oranges and ooh, it's just magical sweet oranges and there's some grapefruit in some of the phenotypes. Nice, it's just really sweet and delicious. Yeah, it's a platinum tangy and golden goat. Uh, grows wow. really easy. Anybody, even Scotty Real can grow it. It grows uh, you've easy. Been trying, you try to kill your plants and those orange gasms are growing well for you. I just go on vacation. Those plants for are a while. loving you. Yeah, I'll just go away, you know, come back and there's always a story. There's always a story of what happened. Yeah, you got to be in the grow, Scotty. You got to go to the grow. But the orangegasm will be okay for a guy like you. Uh, It clones easy. It doesn't take super long to flower. It doesn't need a lot of supports. I really think it's good for beginners. And then the pro growers are going to push it to a new level. Uh, You can get huge harvest with it. And if you make concentrates with it, you can smell the concentrates down the block. It is the best, grossest orange flavor ever. I love it. I love it. Hang on. That's why I call it the orange gas. Let me go, ooh, when you smoke it. 
Dude, I'm hanging on to something you just said, man. You gotta be in the grow. And that's why I don't push it. You know, I'm so busy doing other stuff that uh, the guys are thankfully helping me with the greenhouse. But yeah, that's it was it's tough to you either fully commit to it where you're a couple hours a day. I used to be three, four hours a day in my basement every night, you know? Or you, you know, for me, I knew I wasn't fully committed to my indoor, you know? So it's like you kind of know it, man. You do. But uh yeah, I do have to get back. You know what it is? I don't know if I'll get back in the indoor because my greenhouse is going fucking nuts, man. Yeah, yeah, enjoy that. Yeah, I'm I'm kind of jealous of that. I can't do that here. My neighbor's house almost touches mine, so there's no room for a greenhouse. They would reach into it. Man, but it's still good. You're cranking them out, brother. I do what I can, bro. Uh, how big, dude, do you mind me asking, uh, like, as far as grow style, grow space, all that stuff? I mean, first of all, how do you freaking pull off so many strains in such a small space, man? Uh, I'm blessed to have com- access to a lot of commercial facilities Beautiful. here in Colorado. There are facilities everywhere. And uh, for a long time, I was a contracted consultant with like eight facilities. So I would drive up and down I-25 and stop at one place at noon and go to another place at three and another place at six. So I've been in three commercial facilities in one day and I would fall in love with plants there. And that's where a lot of them came from. The okay. cultivars I use for breeding. And then in return, I would throw them seeds. So they grow those in their commercial grows and I get to see what they're doing they can run large numbers for me. I don't even have to be there. I can go see what the head grower did with the hundred pack of blue raspberry truffle or whatever in a commercial setting. Uh, and then I've got friends all over town that are growing my seeds. So gotcha. I just drive that way down the main street and stop at this guy's house and this guy's. And I can see who's growing orange gasm and strawberry starburst in a room. Sure. So I've got, a, and then my personal grow, you'd be surprised at how small it is. I've got a really tiny veg space and a really tiny flower space. Uh, sometimes I set up a little tent just for R and D, but in Colorado, we're limited to 12 plants. Sure. So that's, yeah, I can't do a lot here. And you know, shameless, flower light. shameless plug for Rasta Jeff here. If you're in Colorado in Denver and you want to check out some concentrates, strains of his, go to Apothecary. Uh, they carry multiple of your strains, if I'm if I'm correct. And they, they, they make some fire concentrates. Well, thank you, sir. Hey, you know what I grew this year? I'm just thinking about like, I'm thinking about Cindy 99. I grew Northern Lights. Now I grew them as autos. But uh, some of these, I was talking to my buddy and I go, Northern Lights done well is delicious. It's it's absolutely, it would make pretty much most people really goddamn happy and really stoned. So it's just kind of funny the different... uh, the different trends that are going on. If you gave that to you know somebody that really knows, they're going to be like, I don't know, man. I'm not very impressed. Give me something new. Give me something exciting. Uh, but it is funny, man. That's still the stuff I'm trying to think. Uh, Bubba's still fucking way popular. It's been out there forever. That's got a unique sour diesel. To it. Yeah, don't ever, don't ever say that gets old, yo. God, yeah. that's, that's everybody loves that sour. Yeah. So, so what is coming up, man? What are you seeing at the a bean? What have you seen people offering you? What, you know, what are, what are the exciting things to where is fuel still going on? I love gas. I think the gassy flavor is like the one that really punches you and goes, yeah, this is good weed, yo. Uh, did we lose your bean? Right. Well, I, th- oh. I think, um, no, no, I'm still here. So, so I think that a lot of the, the, the current trends are, are, are concentrates. I mean, that's uh, that's going to be based on, you know, that reverses um, people. You know, one of the great strains I like to grow is an old Thai strain. It was just smelled like death in a, in a, in a hand box. It was just uh, like 
rotten toe jammy kind of funky just nasty and you, like you 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 smell it once you hit your nose to the plant and then you're like oh and but then you'd go back for for, for a second hit you know what i mean like oh let, let me smell it again it's not but nobody wants to have that i don't want to taste that you know what i mean sure i'd rather taste something called orange and so um, I think flavors of concentrates and, and, and flavor strains are going to be better than the, the fuel gassy stuff. As far as the the new big hot hot boy in the market, um, I see Runtz as being the killer right now. That thing is just everybody wants it, wants a piece of it. What uh, Runtz? Of course, everybody's passed her around like, like herpes. So everybody has her. Uh, just depends on the males that you use uh, that, 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 that they cross with. So um, look for, I think Runtz makes a huge comeback or makes a huge come up uh, next year. All right. And that's a man. They got runs. They got Skittles. I seen a nerd's rope with 400 milligrams of THC in it, man. I'll tell you what, you're going to get sued. I know that's a hell. who the hell can't eat a whole, uh, a whole nerd's rope, you know? So sounds dangerous. <laughs> it does, right? It does, man. So, hey, any of you guys got anybody you're excited about? We want to give anybody shout outs as far as new breeders to watch, folks on Instagram. I asked I asked a couple people, what did I get? Masonic Smoker. Anybody heard of Masonic Smoker? A guy on Instagram that seems to, uh, seems like he west, west. He won two West Coast Cups uh, with a Wilson F2 from Oni Seed Company. Anybody interested? <laughs> Sounds like somebody came out of nowhere. Uh, I've been following Masonic on social media for a minute. I didn't realize that, that was uh, from Oni, but yeah, great photos on Instagram. Definitely good photos from Masonic. Nice, nice. You guys got anyone that uh, that you're excited about? Any any of your buddies that you think are doing tight work or that you can think of right offhand? People love Man, you put me Say it again. Oh, you put me on the spot. Go ahead, James Bean. I'm sure you got somebody in mind. Oh, definitely. Um Right now, the guy that's kind of that's been working really hard and doing a lot of the good things is going to be uh, sulfide genetics. Wait, wait, wait! Um, it, of Don and Meg. Hang on, you cut out for me. Who, one, uh, who is it? Sorry, uh, Soulfire Genetics. Um, they're based out of Seattle, Washington. Uh, they've got really, really fire strains. They have a Don Omega that they used, um, won a cup, and it's, it's doing really well for them. They've got uh, some LSPs, just some, some really great strains, really frosty. Um, he's good friends with Exotic. His beer's just been coming back really, really good, solid stuff. Um, he, he, in fact, and, and it's cool when I, when I see breeders, when I hear breeders doing this, it makes me feel bad. But at the same time, it's I feel good about the breeders. But he pulled his last drop because it wasn't quite where he wanted it to be. And so he had a room. So speaking of money, uh, he had a room that he made and flowered and went to term and he tested those and they weren't where he wanted them to be yet. It wasn't, uh, it wasn't, a, you know, keeper in every pack, so to say. And so he, he tossed that, he wouldn't release that whole entire drop and he uh, pulled it back. And so I, I respected it because he didn't want to just put stuff out there. But at the same time, I wanted to give him payday, you know, but, um, but, but he didn't do that. So, but yeah, I was just looking for him stuff, his stuff to keep winning cups. His stuff can be found on my, on my site right now. Um, Soulfire Genetics. So check that guy out. I sure will, man. I sure will. I'll talk, to you. I'll talk to you after the show about getting some into the claw machine. We need, we need some genetics for the claw machine, man. All you had to do was ask. Oh, yeah. I, I love it. I, lo I love seeing Jeff, man. Good stuff. Manny, I'm sure, I'm sure we'll get it all together. Uh, it's pretty cool. I, I dug this, guys. You, any, anybody else? Did I leave any unfinished business? And I think we had a good time. If you got any more questions, I'd love to answer them. Uh, you know, dude, I want to get you on a grow talk, man. I want to I want to get Rasta Jeff on a grow talk as a special guest, man. I'm, I might have to make that happen, brother. 
Let's book it. <laughs> All right, guys. I'm, I'm going to cut this, and I enjoyed. Uh, James Bean, you got anything else, man? Seedsherenow.com. What you got to say, brother? No, just, uh, you know, you know, seeds are uh, they're definitely worth their weight in gold, um, especially if, if, if horrible pandemics come and wipe us all out. You know, I'll have uh, my gold and my seeds with me because I'll be, you know, I'll be able to, to grow something. I'll be, able to, I'll be able to have some medicine for myself, but um, uh, I'd rather have the seeds. The- I'd rather have the seeds than the gold. If I really had to just pick one. No, but for sure. I can't grow gold. For, for, for sure. Easier to carry. Gold gets heavy. <laughs> I imagine so. What do I know? <laughs> Good stuff. All right, boys. Thank you so much. Appreciate it. It's a great time, Scotty. Thank That's you. Right. I read genetics. Give come on. Give yourself both shout outs. You do it this time. James Bean, go ahead, brother. Uh, shout outs. Uh, shout out to my crew. Um, all those guys working hard, getting the getting the orders out of people, answering the phones, customer service, all that. Uh, they they do a lot in house. It's uh, you wouldn't believe. The, the, <laughs> the things that we get asked through customer service and helpful and you know we of course uh don't uh offer such things we we suggest you listen to the dude grow show or the other podcast right on. um because we're not allowed to how to grow your your your, your uh these are buying souvenirs. souvenirs sir so those are souvenirs they're right. awesome souvenirs i love the packaging they're very special to me i keep them they're my keepsakes this one is different it's yep you gotta collect them all <laughs> damn straight Damn straight. How about you, Jeff? I also want to give a shout out to Seeds Here Now. Big shout out to James Bean, uh, Rob Beans, everybody over at the Seeds Here Now crew. They take really good care of me. Uh, not only do they have good customer service on that, they've got good customer service with the breeders. Uh, that means a lot to me. Uh, then I want to give a shout out to the whole Irie Army, everybody that supports the Grow From Your Heart podcast, the Irie Genetics crew. Uh, without them, this wouldn't be possible for me to do this. So uh, I owe a big shout out to them. Uh, if you guys aren't already watching my show, it's the Grow From Your Heart podcast. Uh, it's on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher Radio. Uh, where else am I? Uh, Spotify. I'm on Spotify now. Oh. So, yeah, and follow me on social media, Irie underscore genetics. And I'd be doing a disservice if I didn't mention Cannabuzz. Check me out on Cannabuzz. Also, Irie Genetics on Cannabuzz. Yeah, those are our friends over there. Excellent. Yeah, thank you, Scotty. This was a really good time. And thank you, Guru. You made it sound good. Thanks, man. <laughs> Always, man, keeping it working, right? Take it easy. Oh, here you go, Scotty. Yeah, take it easy, y'all. Some people love to blaze up the deck. Yeah, we get happy for noon. And with the boss man's is to take a little break. That means we're lighting up a dude. It's just weed. It's just weed. I like to keep the good buzz on, on, on. It's just weed. It's just weed In my toolbox there's a bone Some people start their day off with a pill It's what the doctor says to do They shake their heads at natural medicine Go ahead and try something new, new, new It's just weed It's just weed I like to keep the good buzz on, on, on It's just weed it's just weed. I like to smoke it all day long. Yeah. Now if the big man catch you riding high, oh, we gonna lock you in a cage. No. 
Smoking weed, I ain't done nothing wrong. 